Do you want to? You want to add the music later? Yeah, no, you're right. I'll cue the music. Ready? Welcome to Happy Hour, everyone. I'm Rebecca Diamond, and he is. Wait a minute, go go. No more Happy Hour. This is Cody Underground. Oh, okay. I need to be corrected here yet once again. <laughs> Just like old times, I guess, for real. Just like old times. Rebecca Diamond. Teaching me a thing or two. Something, or learning, trying to. Listen, Rebecca Diamond is in the house for Cody Underground today, my former co anchor from Happy Hour, Fox Business, and dear friend. And we have a special guest also, Michael Haynes from uh, Atmex, the CEO of Atmex, uh, one of the world's largest physical metals exchange uh, platforms, and we're just going to jump right in. I think Rebecca's actually got a lot of questions specifically about gold for her life. So go, go. I do. Welcome, Happy Michael. Happy Hour 2.0, Cody Underground, go ahead. Oh, Welcome, that's a pleasure. Michael. It's a pleasure to be here with the dynamic duo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess I should have finished there by saying, welcome, Michael. <laughs> now, um, maybe we should give our a little bit of background on how all of this came about. Um, you know, I'm uh, here raising my twins and, you know, getting involved in other stuff. And try- Basically, I'm the, I'm the CEO of the Diamond Household here in northern New Jersey. <laughs> so I've got to run things while the husband is running his company. So I'm the manager of the house, and that includes the finances. Um, you know, all the crappy stuff like paying the bills, but also trying to save for college educations, retirements. And, you know, my portfolio is pretty good, bonds, stocks, and so forth. But everybody's talking about gold and then silver and possibly other uh, special metals. So who do I turn to to try to get some advice? Because I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I need to get into this game. I asked Cody, and Cody <laughs> referred me to Michael. Um, so, Michael, I went on your website, and it's, uh, it's very easy to understand. Um, tell us a little bit about your company. Well, Atmex is probably the largest seller of physical precious metals in the U.S. and maybe, maybe in the world. It's, it's really hard to come up with those kinds of comparatives uh, in the physical metals business. Um, However, we we do have quite a number of customers. We ship almost 500,000 packages a year, uh, so we're extremely active in the marketplace. We're also an authorized purchaser from the United States Mint, so we're able to acquire uh, those Silver Eagles directly from the Mint, as well as uh, authorized purchasers from a variety of mints and refiners around the world. And we're sort of the one that buys from the source and sells direct to the customer utilizing uh, a very efficient platform of the Internet. And it's our pleasure to, uh, to serve the clients and the customers to help them achieve their goals and objectives. Uh, we also, just by, just by footnote, we recently were selected by eBay to start a sort of a unique process on eBay called the uh, Atmex Bullion Center on eBay. And for all those people who like to work with eBay uh, or those who are already on eBay, there is a special page uh, only co-branded between Atmex and eBay. They have selected us to be the uh, vendor 
that they wanted to co-brand with. They don't do that lightly. Michael, is that recent? Because I'll mention, by the way, I have been one of your uh, customers that has has received some of those shipments of silver and gold, um, both off of eBay and off of your site. We started that uh, we started that relationship uh, in late twelve. Uh, like October of 12, so 13 was our first full year. Um, we had an extremely successful year. We ended up being uh, – it's difficult because eBay doesn't disclose this data uh, clearly, uh, but we believe that we were one of the top 20 sellers in all of eBay in our first uh, wow. go-round Not with just this. for precious metals, but in general. No, of all product. Wow. Uh, then we also know that there were a number of times during that period of during that twelve month period that we were the number one seller in all of eBay for a particular day or period of time. So it's uh, it, wow. it's it's a process, and of course you got a sixty billion dollar market cap company, depending upon whether Carl Icahn is in. Or <laughs> uh, you got a sixty billion dollar market cap company that said this is the Atmex is the company that we want to do this with, and then I'm proud to say that uh, they, and this is all by way of footnote, that uh, eBay selected us to continue that process, and we just launched eBay Germany uh, oh, wow. on the twenty fourth, a couple of days ago, well, uh, and um, it's been been fabulously successful for eBay Germany. And well, Michael, this goes to show you, you know, it goes to show you just how how popular right now uh, gold is and how much in demand gold is via the traffic uh, that you're seeing uh, from your site. And I'm looking at your website now, and it's very easy to understand. It's laid out nicely. Um, but if, for someone like me who's a novice to investing in gold, where would you recommend, and I'm doing this for you know, possibly could you be used for my kid's college education in 15 years, or it could be my retirement, or it could be something short-term. Um, where does a novice like me start? What do I buy? Uh, I, I know obviously your website, um, but what would you suggest I buy? Well, the first thing is it, we want you to be educated and knowledgeable. Uh, so we, we, we're a believer that uh, the, the educated and knowledgeable uh, investor will make good decisions not only for their portfolio in terms of the asset classes that they have, but they'll choose the right the right supplier. Uh, if you go to our website on the far right hand side, there's a place down there for first time buyers, and there's some information that are be, that's behind that many many pages. And we also have an educational center on eBay. So either way, uh, that that direct link by the way on eBay is eBay.com/slash/atmex apmex. So you can go right there, and there's an educational I'll, center. I'll put that by the way up on the podcast, and I, I'll note by the way too that I've uh, got a an ebook that Michael has actually read, and that's how we first met. He had read my book called Everything You Need to Go to Know About Investing in Gold and Silver, and there's still a lot more you need to know than besides that book. But by the way, anybody listening who wants that, just join scudify.com and ask me for it, and I'll send you a free copy. I'm looking at this first-time buyer's area on your website, and, and, and it is uh, very thorough. So give us the uh, synopsis uh, for the uh, listeners right now. Where would you suggest somebody start? I mean, with, or, or uh, if I wanted to buy gold, could, Michael, for yeah, example. Like someone, like, someone like Rebecca herself, if you would, Michael. What, specifically, what should someone that's you know, got some affluency but 
still young and Do working I buy and bars? Do I buy coins? I, I, Very I don't good know question. where to start. <laughs> yeah, let's let's start top down. I'm 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 also a uh in addition to being a CPA non practicing but also a certified financial planner non practicing. <laughs> I've been in those industries and so let's talk top down real quick because everybody who's listening here has different types of parameters. So let's talk asset allocation first. Uh you've got to decide what part of your portfolio, how much of your portfolio do you want to, first of all, do you want to allocate anything? That's the first question you have to determine, and that's why we're into education. Do you, and, if, and part of that is based on your worldview and what you see for the future. Investments, and you, both of you know this for sure, investments are made based on what you think is going to happen in the future, not what's already happened, because those investments have already paid off. We're, we're investing for the future, so you have to have a view of what you think is going to happen in the future. And then based on that view, you should start allocating your assets. And one of those views that, that many people are holding today is I, don't have, I, I have a lot of uncertainty in terms of what I think is going to happen. And uh, I'm concerned about, for example, world economics. I'm concerned about a uh, tremendous amount of, of currency that's flooding markets, not just the U.S. dollar, but many, uh, many other uh, currencies. I'm concerned about the U.S. debt. If, if, if interest rates move up 100 basis points, we, we currently have such a huge amount of debt, it's going, to kill our, it's going to kill our budget. We are in a very precarious position, our, not just our balances uh, and our debt-to-GDP ratios, which are unprecedented back to World War II, but also what is the impact of that going to be as interest rates rise? It, it, we're a huge debtor nation, and it's going to have an impact. All of these things affect the dollar. They affect your purchasing power. They affect your future, and to the extent that you have a view – that, that that's that's your type of view, then you have to start finding assets that are going to align that if we have that kind of outcome, what kind of assets are going to perform there uh, so I have balance in my portfolio. Yeah, I might want to have some trading things going on short term, maybe a day, maybe a week, maybe a month, but there's also some long-term issues that have to be dealt with. Gold and silver have historically, and when I say historically, I'm talking about since the Roman Empire, have been utilized to balance portfolios to varying degrees. So that's the first thing you have to do is decide, is this something that fits with my worldview? Then you have to decide, what percentage do I want to allocate? And we've had some really great discussions uh, on Scudify about this and talking about you know, perhaps the, the minimum number is 5% because if you get less than that, even if it doubles or triples, it's not going to affect your whole portfolio. Balance is really the key when you start thinking about uh, allocation of assets long term. So the first thing, Rebecca, is you've got to decide you want to be in the class. And second thing you've got to decide is how much do I want to allocate so once you get I, over I, those I, hurdles, like Rebecca Diamond, yeah. yes, Rebecca. joined the conference. Uh, oh, Rebecca went away, came back. That's Rebecca, are you still there? <laughs> uh, Sorry about that. So, that's all right. Once, once so, you decide, you get twins. I mean, it's going to take a lot yeah, of time and attention. She does, and uh, she's balancing the twins at home at, right now with us. But Michael, I actually, on, on that note, I think with Rebecca probably would have asked. I worked with her for 528 shows, and so I know pretty good, <laughs> even though we might have lost yeah. for a second. So let's assume that you've got a million-dollar portfolio in your stocks, bonds, and or real estate or whatever, and you've decided you want to buy $100,000 of gold and or silver over the course of the next few months to build that asset up as you're describing there. How, do you, how does 
someone logistically like Rebecca's asking here, how does she go to that? How does she go through that process? Does she buy bullion? Does she buy coins? Does she store them in her safe? Does she dig a hole in her backyard? What, what's the, what Fair question. I deal with a lot. I talk to a lot of high net worth individuals, and uh, they are looking to allocate just like you have uh, suggested here. Uh, and the first question they say is, well, should I buy the ETF? And I think, again, this is a question of worldview. Um, if, you, if you have some views that uh, I not only believe that there's uncertainty, but there's some serious potential financial uncertainty out there where financial markets may not work uh, for a period of time, then holding a financial asset with bullion backing it up isn't going to be helpful because uh, you won't be able to get access to it. So uh, what we typically talk to with a lot of HNWIs is taking their total metals portfolio, uh, and let's just say it's 10%, and determining how much of this is sort of permanent. I don't, I'm never going to change this part of my portfolio. I don't really want to trade in and out of it. It's never going to get below this, whether that's 6% or 4% or 9% or whatever. That you should set aside in physical, and we'll talk about which physical. And then the part that you want to adjust up on current economic conditions, uh, what's happening with the dollar or China or whatever it might be, you can use the ETFs to top it off because it's much easier to move in and out of ETFs because of their liquidity and spreads and other things. But the baseline position, you want to hold it in physical because it certainly has the same characteristics as the ETF, but you get additional benefits in that it's really there. You can really get access. And it's so let's pretty. talk now about the physical itself. Uh, which physical? Uh, physical, uh, of course, comes in uh, both bar and coin form, mm -hmm. and a little bit there depends on your worldview as well. Um, bars, typically you're going to get a little more metal per dollar you put in because the premiums are going to be lower because the manufacturing costs are much lower. However, you, when, you, when you go to sell those bars, you've got to have a counterparty who's going to believe that that bar is real. If they don't believe that bar is real, either you're, they're going to give you such a wide spread you wouldn't even want to play, or they're going to charge you for assay fees, or they're going to uh, seek to only buy those things that have some kind of, some kind of proof, like a sealed uh, tamper-evident packaging or something like that around the bar, because they only want to buy the genuine product. So just like any investment, you guys are professionals, you buy an investment to hold, but ultimately you really buy it to sell. And so you've got to be careful when you, or when to you, leave to your you children. buy an investment to know. You also and and, and to a, lot of, a lot of this, as you know, in, uh, as, you, as you just rightfully point out, when you have these physical assets and you're thinking long-term, in fact, most people, most high-net-worth people think multi-generational, they don't ever think about turning it into cash. They think about giving it to their uh, to their children or grandchildren or even generations beyond that. Amen. Yeah, exactly. I, I know a lot of people are thinking of gold in those terms. So give me a little bit of uh, background in education. Um, you, you explained the bullion very nicely because um, I see on your website you have pre-1933 gold coins and then uh, other gold coins, and then you have coins from other countries as well. Well, let's talk about the let's talk about the coin side of the business. We talked about the bullion the, the bullion side or the bar side. You've got to watch your counterparty and expect what's going to happen there, 
And you got to have a belief system that's going to say, I either going to have a counterparty there, or I'm going to I'm going to be able to overcome some of those li- potential liquidity issues. But on coins, uh, you've got sovereign nations, uh, United States government, the Royal Canadian Mint, uh, the Austrians, the Australians. You, you've got multiple countries who are standing behind these coins and saying these, this this contains one troy ounce of gold. And it's very difficult in the world of counterfeiting. It's very difficult to counterfeit a gold coin, very easy to counterfeit a one-ounce gold bar. Uh, all you really need are, are, are larger. You can pour it into a cake pan and say, this is gold. Boom. Okay. Is it? Isn't it? I don't know. But uh, the Royal Canadian Mint, the U.S. Mint, and all these other sovereign countries, they chase these. They chase down counterfeiters because all these coins have – uh, legal tender value. And in essence, if you counterfeit a U.S. one-ounce gold coin, you're counterfeiting U.S. money, and the Secret Service frowns on that with a big bad <laughs> frown. And they will hunt you down anywhere on the globe. So that's why a lot of people, when they think about the liquidity event, and they have any concerns whatsoever about their counterparty, tend move, to move more towards the sovereign coins even though they carry a little bit of a premium because of the manufacturing costs, they know that their liquidity event is going to be better. And one thing people don't consider when they look at premium is that, but take the American Eagle, for example, sells for a premium, but when you sell it, you're also selling it with a premium. So you, you continue to recover some of that premium even in the bid side. Boy, that's uh, it's not point. like you sell that just for melt. You, right. you don't sell it for melt. You sell it for something in excess and of theoretically, melt, if, market conditions. And, and, Michael, theoretically, if there were some sort of a financial system shutdown, the premium on, on those gold coins would theoretically even rise because then you have no, like you said, very little um, counterparty risk. I think that's true, Cody, uh, it, it, because now you have uh, a valuable asset that's tradable, and that will carry a lot of interest among everyone because it's a it's a it's a it's an asset that can be used to to trade for uh, food, water, fuel, go, go. all those can things. Can I ask that you a question, Rebecca? Sure. Can, can, you know, Michael hit on some of those. Uh, Gold, gold bug themes, I guess it's how I'd phrase it. Uh, almost, you know, perma bear. Is it possible that the entire system collapses? And is that why you would want gold, et cetera? Is any of that on your radar? Do you have concerns on you know, more, the financial system more, itself? Sure. Um, you know, I don't. Uh, uh, let's see how we can put this mildly. I don't have Cody's extreme views. You <laughs> know. <laughs> 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 But, I mean, there is, you know, as we experienced ourselves when we were on the air, Cody, in 2008 with the financial meltdown, and I saw my own uh, IRA portfolio uh, take a nosedive, that was real, and I experienced it. So I know things like that can happen. Could it be a total shutdown? I personally don't think so. But I do want diversification, and I do want to be – uh, I do want that sense of security. So if, you know, God forbid, we have another stock market crash, which is, you know, highly likely we could have that, um, and, and it takes years in for the portfolio to recover, you know, I'd love to. Uh, so for me, it's more a diversification. Okay, and guys, we're I think it's just a good point, about right? our – I'm sorry, Michael? 
I was just going to say it's a good point, and the, 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 the theme here isn't about extreme measures, although the asset will perform under those. <laughs> Don't tell Depends on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> the theme here is non-correlation of your portfolio, and all you have to do is look at the correlation between the S&P 500 and gold or S&P 500 and silver or S&P 500 and oil or, you know, all you have to do is look at those correlations. And if you can go back for any period of time, but if you go back for the year 2000, you go back to the year 2007 through the crisis, whatever you want to do, you will see that gold is non-correlated to the S&P 500. So if you want to own stocks and be 100% correlated, no matter what happens, things go up, things go down, your portfolio is either wildly successful or in the tank, that's fine. That's a decision you make. But balance Mm -hmm. in an uncertain time becomes more a premium. Therefore, you you diversify between asset classes that are non-correlated. And if gold goes down, you you might want to celebrate because your your stock portfolio went up. But what happens if the other way? I celebrate because then I can buy some more gold. Listen, I've got Rebecca. I have Terry and Chris in my ear telling me we got to wrap up, Um, guys. I, well, this, this has been awesome. great because, you know, I, I feel confident now. I feel more confident now um, investing in gold. Uh, that's where I will start. Um, Michael, you gave me some good uh, places to start, especially the website, the first-time buyers area. It's very good. And, uh, you know, I did my own research, and you got some really good reviews on your website because, you know, you see daily on TV all these other companies buy gold. They have celebrities as spokesperson, this and this and that. And, um you know, there were other investor websites saying that, you know, you don't, you know, you don't rip people off, basically. It's a solid company. Um, so you got my endorsement is basically what I'm saying. Thank you so well, much. I'm going to look into uh, the coins. That's what I'm going to first buy, some gold coins. And on that note, Michael, I, I have done purchases from your company before, and I've actually even linked to it and referred to it in my books and on my site because – I'm confident when I buy from you guys that I'm not getting ripped off, that there's a fair market value that I'm being, and sometimes even under market value, you guys will occasionally make those offers out there that I sneak in and buy you one coins for the price of 10 or something. Michael Haynes from the CEO of Atmex, Rebecca Diamond. Hey, what's Who the new venture the you've got? Who is now the president and partner of Bride and Blossom. I'm doing wedding flowers now. Believe it. That wow, is so that is cool. fabulous. Yeah, president and partner with uh, one of my girl uh, girlfriends, a good friend of mine. She's been running this company for about uh, five years now, out of New York City, and so I'm partnering with her, and we're going to turn it into a boutique floral design company. So, bride and blossom, and something new for me. Cool. That's congratulations. And by the way, everybody, you can find her on Facebook, and that page is uh, referred to her on Facebook. Rebecca Diamond, as I call her, Go Go. Michael Haynes, CEO of Atmex, and this is Cody Underground. Uh, I'm Cody Willard. Uh, Michael, what's your favorite song? I need a song of the day. Uh, Goldfinger. (laughs) 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 Rebecca, thanks for joining me. This was awesome. And Michael, thank you for being our guest. Rebecca, we got to do this. It's a pleasure to be with you both. Thank you. Hey, thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. That's Cody on the ground.